Hey guys, I'm Matt Calderoni, Thomas Kiriakou here. We are back with the performance, or sorry, MBF and TK Performance Talk here in TK Performance uh, Training Center in Markham, Ontario. You guys got to check it out. We will definitely link it in the description to all this. So last week we went in on what, who we were, who we were, what we do, why we're doing it. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Cover the basics, what we were doing. This week, guys, we really want to go in because what we're finding, I mean, I see it in the soccer world with a lot of the soccer players we work with. I'm sure you see it in the hockey world. Yep. Advice versus actual performance coaching. Well, it's a great topic. Uh, Advice. First of all, I tend to find that a lot of coaches are very vague yeah. in what they say. And I'm sure you've heard this in soccer a lot is not only in hockey, but it's coaches are telling players you have to do whatever it takes to get to the next level. Yeah. You know, make sure you train like a pro athlete. And if I'm a minor hockey player, that is 12 from peewee, 13, 14, 15, or even going right to almost junior A, so you could be like 17, 18 years old. Yep. What does it mean making it to the next level? What, well, is that, what does that mean? And it, on top of it too, man, it's like... Each, I, each guy, each guy has a different level. Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. And on top of it all, for me, just to walk in and be like, "Guys, you got to work, train, and play hard." That's great. Yeah, that's the best advice I think everyone's ever given anyone. Yeah. But how, and more importantly, why? Yeah. How exactly. and why are we going to get to the next level? So going on that, what's what's your next level? So what's what's your okay? Put it this way: What is your thought? The big difference maker between someone giving you advice. And someone giving you actual performance benefits, performance advice, put it that way, or performance coaching. I think if if you break it down, to me, it's self-awareness where in terms of if I'm a performance coach and I know my athlete extremely well and I know that his next level, let's say, is making... Uh, going from minor midget to a midget team where yep. I know he's not ready to play junior A or he won't get drafted. His next level is doing whatever it takes to get him to midget. Mm-hmm. And for a OHL player, it could be, okay, doing whatever it takes to you know get you drafted or get you from the fourth line to the third line, third line to second, second yeah. to first. Each athlete is different. Yep. And if you don't break it down and tell them, because everyone, it, when you're vague, you just assume that these kids all think that they're going to make it. Yeah. A minor major player, guaranteed he's going to think, okay, I'm making it to the OHL in a year, getting drafted, this and that. What if they don't? Yeah. And more importantly, guys, even going on that, um, my whole thing too is I hear a lot of people giving advice. And I just want to make something clear right now. I'm not talking about people that don't have degrees. I don't care about that. I don't care if you have 55,000 letters before your name that show you are a PhD in this, that, and the other, or just another guy who actually understands how to coach. To me, it comes down to, do you know how to coach? I see going off that a lot of the times people are stuck and they can have thousands upon thousands of degrees behind their name. I have seen these same degree people just give advice that they learned from a textbook. And it's vague. Yeah. It's vague. Beyond belief. And they think just because they're spewing out these very high-tech logical words that they learned in a textbook. I mean, 
you see it as a strength coach. Yeah. If you walk to an athlete and be like, hey, um, Johnny here, we're going to be going through a hypertrophy phase. He's going to look at you and be like, okay, so I'm getting stronger. Yeah. And if you were to say that to a coach in our, I guess, community, and you were to say, you're going through a hypertrophy phase, he's going to say, how much size am I gaining? Not, am I going to get stronger? That's where I think this advice crap is really killing people, even with degrees. I think you have to actually understand how to be a coach. I think it's a, it's a skill to be a coach. Yeah. It's also than an, just an art. It. Yeah, it is. And remember, these coaches, what you're dealing with, if you're into the younger athletes, is they are babies. They are boys. You have to be able to relate to a 10-year-old, a 15-year-old, an 18-year-old. You have to know what they're going through on a daily basis. Yep. School, girls, uh, friends, uh, young kids have homework. Like Throughout their day, they go to school and then, and then they go into their sport. Yep. And I'm tired of hearing all this vague terminology from coaches to these players because they're not getting it. I know. They don't get it. They're not mentally and physically ready to handle... That rejection that I didn't get drafted yeah. or I didn't make that junior A team. And so who's, who's to blame for that? Yeah. Right? It's, it's it, true. And even going off that, and by the way, guys, this is the MBF TK Performance Talk here in Marco Montero from TK Gym. Um, my whole thing is that we're, we're in an age now that everyone has phones. Everyone has electronics. You guys have to consider something. It is very easy for me and the guy across the street who owns a bread bakery, if you will, mm -hmm. to create the exact same type of app with the exact same type of information on it, except one of us is in a training world and the other one is in a bread baking world. It is very easy for people to put an app together. We are now seeing people put a crazy amount of training apps. I've seen it for a guy who's putting together mental toughness apps that there's just loads of advice on here that has been regurgitated and repeated and not actual fixes. Yeah. Not actual fixes. I'm not talking about a band-aid that's going to help you have one great game. How do you do it again and again and again and again? I mean actual performance-enhancing techniques that are long-term and big picture. And each guy is different. Yep. That's why I do not believe putting one program on an app. I mean, it's great for people that want to just learn. Yeah. But I do not believe any kind of performance enhancement can come from a general app. Yeah, I know. Everybody's body's different. Yep. I mean, it's different if, if, okay, someone signs up for the app and says, Thomas, here's the thing. Thomas puts a program together and you shoot it over. Different. Yeah. Way different than, hey, I'm going to go on an app and watch this pre-made 30-minute video that I didn't need the owner of the app didn't even come speak to the coach about or the player mm -hmm. and I'm just going to watch his video off. Yeah. I see it in the physical world. I see it in the mental world. I see it with like life coaches, all of that stuff. Do you find that there's enough data being given from these coaches to these players? I, like again, I always go back to self-awareness. Yep. Do these players know what it actually takes to get there? I just don't I just don't think. I don't think so either because you know what that even goes to the trainers. That even goes for the trainers that not that I didn't make it. Like I'm not a believer that you had to have been an ex pro to train a player. I don't believe that at all. I do believe though that you have to be working with that elite level of athletes to understand what it really means to make it if you didn't yourself. Yep. Like meaning you have to I think every trainer, it's great for every trainer to have that little guy they took from the age of 
15 right up to the pro level or NCAA level to really understand, you know what, after watching this kid for four and a half, five years, as you're adding, you know, more athletes, of course, but I've seen what this kid really took to make it. I saw what it really means for someone to want it. Yeah. And it's not cliche 5 a.m. runs. It's, well, is this kid seeing things as sacrifices or is he understanding that it's just part of the role? Yeah, absolutely. And I completely agree with you. And I just think that these kids have to, you know, like I said, everyone's different and you have to yep. relate to each athlete in a different way, in a different role, in a different, you know, time frame. Environment. Everyone, you know, adapts to change and some kids are... It's tough for them. Yeah. It's tough. It's Absolutely. Tough. So, guys, this is the MBF and TK Performance Talk here. Mark Montero, TK Performance. Jim, putting you on the spot, okay? Yeah. Number one way to tell if someone's giving advice versus actually coaching. Go. Terminology. Are just by words. Just by words, right? If, if I'm listening in on something and I'm hearing, like I said, next level, train like a pro, you know, do whatever it takes. Yes, we all say it, yep. but you have to be able to break it down even further, mm-hmm. right? That's a big positive for these kids is yeah. they, they need to understand how. How do I do it? And why? Exactly. You know, for, it's going off that. My big thing is, is there a fix? In any kind of situation, if someone's giving you advice, they're going to give you generalities. Yeah. You could skate harder. Okay. You know, you could get a little bit mentally tougher. Okay. It's very, and that's something I'm seeing in my community too. It is very easy for someone to say, oh, I can get mentally tough by waking up early and beating my head against the wall and doing yeah. this and stuff others don't want to do. That's not how you get mentally tougher. No. That's how you get a work ethic. Yeah. But not mentally tougher. For me, there always has to be a fix. Because you can look at it in the business world. If your boss comes to you and says, Thomas, you're doing terrible today. You completely bombed that presentation and then walks away. You're going to look there and be like, okay, well, well now what? Yeah. Where do I go from yeah. here? What did I do wrong? Similarly, if I'm a, I'm a mental coach, for example, and I come to you and say, Thomas, to focus more, I need you to hold you know, every breath and exhale for a total of 10 seconds and then breathe in. You're going to look at me and be like, uh, okay. And then what? Yeah. <laughs> Versus, true. hey, I've got X, Y, and B. Here's the problem. You've got to fix it. Yeah. Because X comes for the later end. Y comes for the later end. B is from the start. Now that we're putting all of the starts and finishes of your performance together, here's your fix. That's my biggest thing. I completely agree. I hear too many people walk around with degrees giving advice. Versus people that don't have you know, their full degree or whatever actually giving performances you know coaching yeah and they're not relating to these younger kids yeah it's a different world now it's you can't just tell everybody you know go go skate hard or yeah. you know let's do let's do a bag skate you know where you can utilize your time and, and understand it understand you know focus on your team's weaknesses your players weaknesses focus yeah. on their strengths as well absolutely right? all important it's all positivity guys this is the mbf and tk performance talk from TK Performance Gym in Markham. Question for you now. Hmm. Relating to those kids, do you still think you have to hold a certain level of professionalism? Because I know relating to a lot of these kids is through social media. Yeah. But how do you feel about actually doing the whole meme thing on social media just to bring kids in or the whole, you know, making fun of this player so that kids understand? Is there a level of professionalism there that you still think has to be held? 
Absolutely. I think professionalism yeah. is huge with these kids because at the end of the day, they, <clears throat> my athletes come in, they see the gym, they see where I've played, what I've yep. been through, they see all my trophies, they see all this. At the end of the day, I'm not just their trainer, I'm not just their friend, not just their coach. Yep. I am their role model. Yep. I can be a role model Absolutely. for my guys. And if I'm tough here and if I'm showing direction like with my athletes, I show a lot of video. I break yep. it down into slow motion of what I want, what I'm looking for, and what you're giving me. Yeah. And I'm, these kids that come in and I show their parents as well because they're the ones driving them. Absolutely. Parents want to see data. Yep. They want to see where did my son start? Where is he now? Where do we want him to be? Yep. And if you're just going through the motions of, That's yes, great. do your thing, work hard, it's all great advice. vague term, that's great advice. Yep. But performance coaching is breaking it down into detail and being self-aware so that these players know how to go from B to A, from you know D to C. Mm-hmm. They need direction. Absolutely. I can't just tell everybody, yeah, you're all going to make it to the next level. No. It doesn't happen that way. What is the next level for player A, player B, player C, player D? And you know what? It's funny you said about data because I was just challenged about two and a half weeks ago by someone I work with, um, a parent. And he goes, okay, well, I need to see data. And now you know as well as in the mental game, the mental game is not about data. Mm -hmm. It's very hard to be. But the mental game is also about processes physical training in my eyes how much can you do the result of mental training in my eyes is if is he or she actually going to go do it so my question to you i want your take on it Mm -hmm. when it comes down to data when it comes down to that how how much does it speak and how much essentially when's the level that it it's it's too much too much of you're depending way too much on this statistical data that you're providing us maybe as you get older i think Mm -hmm. but when you're young and you don't know and you're somewhat just going through yeah the process of becoming a player and becoming i should say a, a pro player yep at the end of the day my kids or my athletes I like showing them data. I like showing them black and white. Yeah. This is what you did four weeks ago. Now we're here. Yep. Let's compare. But as you get older, and I'm just thinking of myself, if I were playing in the OHL and I had you as my mental toughness coach, it'd be completely different. Exactly. For you, for example, it's something like, okay, well, situational in the game. Situational. Exactly. Matt, I'm Same not thing. winning enough face-offs. You yep. know, I'm playing on the third line. How do I get change my mindset to that's it? Make it to the second what is second it? line. That's, how do I focus more? This how time? do I do exactly? This? That's exactly what it is, right? Whereas younger athletes, younger kids, they're not worried about that. No, younger kids need to learn, in my opinion, for the mental game. Really need to learn how not to stress. Yeah, that's the big one for me because I remember even as a soccer player. <laughs> I used to say prayers when I was standing in net that the ball wouldn't come near me because I, it's not that I was scared. It was just, I, I was, I guess, scared of the pressure, not the actual ball coming at me, but the pressure that, oh, well, if I mess up, now what? And that's the big thing with kids. 
learning how to go do what you got to do, an actual goal setting process and understanding that one bad goal, one mistake isn't the end of the world. I think that's the biggest thing for them. Yeah. Because a lot of them, they worry. They worry about messing up in front of mom, dad, or whoever, yep. which is normal, and totally then, normal. And then as you get a little older, you worry about scouts watching you. Exactly. NCAA coaches. And then that fight OHL that happened coaches. with your whatever. Yeah. So it's... It's true. Yeah. It's going through that process. So guys, this is the MBF and TK Performance Talk, live here from the TK Performance Gym in Markham, Ontario. Current thoughts on... The market in training for hockey it's growing yep i don't think training was as big back in the day let's say 10 15 years ago right and the game has changed tremendously and yeah. now the most dominant aspect in hockey is your speed yep it doesn't for me it doesn't matter how much you can bench press how much you can squat at the end of the day if you can't keep up with everybody else you will fall behind yeah if i'm a scout and i'm looking at player a and player b player a is extremely fast player b is a step behind i'm picking player a 100 percent. the game is changing like and it's so crucial for one impression Absolutely. First impressions. Always. Making it from, I can say from experience from soccer, you can probably say from hockey, one impression, guys, of this scout was coming out to see me. I played this way from the start to finish. Yeah. Consistent consistent. performances. I'll tell you a funny story. Um, uh, A scout um, that I know, he told me that he went out and saw a player. Saw player A. Turned out, Player B scores two goals, so you know they they mark it down in their book. Yep. They go out to see another game. Well, player A didn't play well, but that same player, player B, scored another two goals. He goes out to see him one more time. Player A third chance does not huh. play well. Player B has two more goals that same day that the scout goes to watch. The scout goes to the coach and says, "Hey, player B." Every time I've come to see him play, he scored this amount of goals. He must have 40, 50 goals this year. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, he only has six because he only, when he knows that their scout's coming, he plays well. Wow. So you see, it's that inconsistency, but when they come watch, they play well. Nobody cares if you play well that day. Are you playing well? The whole season. The whole season. And same goes to, the same goes to I guess... Poor performances as well. Like, I always tell my guys, if you are someone that has a one every 10 game poor performance, you're okay. Yeah. To me, actually, I mean, let's be real for a sec. No one's perfect. You're, Not even you're gonna have You're going to yeah. have those yeah. poor performances. It happens. But I think the ratio of one to 10, I think that's a solid one. Yeah. I think hockey and other sports and athletes in general, it's a roller coaster. Yeah. But it's how you bounce back from those poor performances, a bad shift, a bad giveaway, a bad pass. Yep. Are you still in that, I guess? Are you in the zone? In the zone. Are you your able mindset to of, I just messed up. 
yep, coach isn't going to play me. He's going to give me one more chance. I'm going to... I might mess up again, so you're tightening yeah. the stick. You freak uh, out. Exactly. Exactly. Guys, this is the MBF and TK Performance Talk here from the TK Performance Gym in Markham, Ontario. Funny you say that because... So I'll relate it to two things. First, I read an article on Mike Babcock this past season. It was in February. Mm-hmm. And a reporter went in about how he was talking to him and his interaction with players. And I, I think you saw it too as a mindset one. So I read it and he goes, you know, there's a lot more issues than there are good times. It's a matter of me figuring out how to get to that player and make it work. I think that is huge for coaches now on the other end to understand. Not every coach, even guys like Mike Babcock, who I think are probably one of the best coaches in the NHL, although he may be tough to play for. Yep. But that, to me, is just a standard he holds. I think, personally, understanding that and realizing even guys with his power still have tough players they have to deal with. Absolutely. I think a lot of it is on the coach, and coaches don't understand, to some degree, how much power they actually hold over young players and their future. Because I just heard of a guy who's coming to see us now for mindset. He's younger. He's about 13 years old. Just got cut from a triple A team for no real given reason other than you are short. You're a short goalie. First of all, I've been watching kids grow up for, I'm 23 turning 24. So I've been seeing, you know, actually taking notes, if you will, since the age of about, what, 18? 17 mm-hmm. and you see kids mature i don't know if you have but i have yet to ever see a kid who is 13 years old the same height at 17 years old <laughs> i do not know where any coach gets off on telling any young player you are too short at the age of 13 13 yeah. i've seen kids i remember when i was 10 years old who were towers over me then I'm 14 years old and they're 14 years old and they're maybe an inch taller than they grew at that age. And I'm now taller than them. Yeah, I get it. It's all, uh, some coaches want size, but at the same time, it seems like, like I said, the game's changing. It's, it's, it's about speed now. Yeah. It's about speed. And let's bring it back to that advice part. Who are you as a coach to give a kid advice at 13 that you're too short to play a sport? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Get, let's get real for a sec. There is no coach that knows the genetic potential of every player on his team. Yeah. Not at that age. No, absolutely. And the, the age for me, 8 to 13 to 14 to 15, is developmental years. Yep. Everyone goes through puberty at different stages. That's just life. Yep. Male and female athletes. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter who. You know, so that, that to me, also from that mindset and that advice part... I think coaches need more education on that. So how do, you, how do you tell this player, how does he bounce back from that? In my eyes? Yeah. You get real with yourself. If you're, put it this way, if your height is genuinely the only thing that held you back from making that team, you have nothing to worry about because you're going to find another coach who's going to say, I don't care about height, and your skill is going to trump everything. And that's what you said to him? That's what it should be. And sure enough... He's going to do his thing now, playing AAA, found the right coach. Mind you, he has to drive about an extra 40 minutes, but hey, if you want it, you do what you got to do. Yeah. 
you want to play, you have to. But I also question too sometimes a coach of how manly, if you will, or how much of a broad person, any coach, male or female, you are that you can actually give this player real advice like you were talking about before. Yeah. Is that an excuse? Because if you excuse a kid, in my eyes, and you deliver that advice poorly, you have done so much right there in that probably 20-second interaction. Well, look at to ruin a perfect kid. example. What Martin St. Louis? Yep. Small Johnny Gaudreau. Yep. Tyler Johnson. Yep. What if? I'm sure their coaches told them they were small too. Absolutely. And now look where they are. Guys, it's 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 like Thomas said at the start. Self awareness really trumps everything. And it you trumps. should even even as kids now that the game's changing and you recognize coaches are doing this. You as kids need to be starting to take notes on yourself. I guys, I was taking notes on myself with this whole mindset thing since the age of 12 years old. When a coach told me I wasn't good enough to play soccer at 12 years old as a goalie, where goalies don't even prime until they're what, 24 to 26 years old. I was told that, no problem. But I started taking notes, guys, which lead to a lot of the stuff I do now today of who I was turning into when I played, what my trigger was, so on and so forth. This is how I prepared. I have documents on documents of handwritten notes that I went back to and said, well, shoot. This is real. And then compared it to someone and said, well, there's the match. Guys, if you understand that something's happening, you have two choices. Number one, you can be the player that goes home and cries. Yep. Or number two, you can be the player that changes something about it. That's it. And I think we talked about this last time. My, fav- my favorite saying for hockey players, are you a hockey player yep. or do you play hockey? Make sure you understand the two because they are two different people. Just like training and working out. You got it. So, guys, this is the MBF and TK Performance Talk live here from the uh, TK Gym in Markham, Ontario. Last question before we wrap this up. Yep. I guess for NHL playoffs right now, predictions. Predictions, I want to hear it from – I want to hear a why. I want to hear a why. Maybe it's physical. Maybe you think it's mental. I want to hear a why. Why? I'm a huge fan – of the Pittsburgh Penguins, yep. in my eyes and from what I see, and this is why and how they beat the Washington Capitals, they have four lines of players. That's exactly what I was going to say. That can fly like the wind. Yep. They're fast. Your third line is Phil Kessel and Nick Benino. Yep. Yes, the series is tied 2-2. I get it. Ottawa has Eric Carlson, Bobby Ryan, Turris. I get it. But... The Penguins are in a position where they can roll out anybody and you don't have to worry about somebody falling behind. Yeah. I think the whole... I was going to say, Penguins, not only because of their experience... And this is why Washington lost. Yeah. They can't keep up. I was going to say, Pittsburgh genuinely outworked them physically and mentally. Yeah. I mean, where even Crosby was seen, you know, headfirst into the boards or whatever. Physically and mentally. They beat the heck out of them. Yeah. And beat yes, Flurry had I was gonna a ask great you, start. And then, yeah. he came, and then Matt Murray now, he, yep. you know, What's he stopped in. on the goaltending? The goaltending, it, it's... I think it's irrelevant? It's crucial. But yep. what I was going to say is, for a player, for a goaltender in Flurry to place X amount of games in the playoffs, and then he has one bad game, yes, he takes a seat on the bench, but... For Matt Murray to come back and play after not playing in X amount of weeks, yep, and performing the way or performed the way he did last night, 
incredible. I agree. In- incredible. And last night being guys, um, it's, what is it, May, May 18th, right? Uh, May 19th today. May 19th today. So last night being May 18th. Yeah. Um, I agree. I think the Penguins have it figured out. I think they are at that prime year that mentally, physically, they know how to wear teams down. Mentally through their work ethic and maybe the way they're, you know, trash talking, if you will. Yeah. Physically, just because they know how to compete in the playoff playoff realm and this is just our opinion it's you yeah know, what what we see what we think and you guys weigh in yeah you guys weigh in hit us up dm um comments whatever you want social hit us tell us if you disagree tell us don't give us advice though that's wrong so guys this is matt and thomas from the mbf and tk performance talk we'll be here again next week um like we said, though, guys, anything you have, any questions on performance, um, be it mental, physical, dealing with stuff in general, if you're a youth hockey player that needs to know how to get over something, hit us up. We are there. We will link all the social media in the exit part of the video again. Everything's down below as well. And, guys, we will see you all next week. Take care.